The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Also want to know why the darn roads in the city are so bad this year. Um, and you look at the pothole situation, and I said earlier, I said, I don't know if it's um, worse this year or every year it just seems worse than the last year. Maybe it is better than last year or maybe it is much better worse than last year. But according to Sarah Ryan uh, from uh, Global Edmonton, uh, she's a reporter over there. She's been working with the city, covering some stuff, saying that they have filled 15,615 potholes as of today. And apparently this is on par with last year over the same time frame. Sarah joins us this afternoon. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Jalen. You've been on pothole patrol for the last month, I've seen. Yeah, that's right. About two weeks ago, uh, the city had told me they'd done 5,700. Now, you know, in Edmonton, of course, filling potholes is a year-round thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, harder to do with the freeze and thaw and the snow. So they've really been getting after it. And in the last two weeks, they've done about 10,000 potholes. That is a lot of potholes. But of course, I'm sure your uh, listeners will agree there's many more yet to be filled. Absolutely. And so what I'm finding hard to believe is that the fact that the city is saying this is kind of, well, maybe they're saying that that's the same amount of number that they've filled compared to last year. Have they said if the pothole situation on city streets is worse this year compared to last year? Well, I did ask for some updated claims numbers because, you know, if you do hit a pothole you can um, go back to the city and see if you can be reimbursed and they'll assess the whole situation and figure out if you will or won't be. Um, They weren't able to get me that claims information, but we stopped in at a local repair shop, Mm -hmm. um, Integra Tire, uh, on 51st Avenue, and they told me that this is the worst year in terms of vehicle damage from potholes that they've seen in about five years. Now, what does that look like? Well, to them, it's two to three calls a week, but that's just at one shop and you have to think there's dozens of shops around the city yeah i i would love i would love for for someone from that department to say no this this is you know much worse than last year or this is better than last year it just seems uh everywhere you go they're they're all over the place um and and you've learned uh a lot about potholes why they happen um, yeah. over the past month and and freeze and thaw is is the big part of it isn't it Yeah, absolutely. They said that, you know, uh, a little uh, space opens up under the road. Um, Some water gets in there with our freeze and thaw, um, and then it's expanding and contracting in that space, and that just creates a larger and larger hole over time. And I had some people ask me, you know, why don't they just cut it out and, like, patch that Mm. section of the road? The city says they do do that, but, um, you know, first they'll try this kind of measure of using the asphalt to fill um, the divots the first couple times, and then eventually if it gets really bad, they do do those patches, and I know we've all seen them around the city as well. Yeah, and yeah, how many crews, like I, I've seen some of them being um, uh, filled. I have seen, the, you know, the after effects of them being filled. I haven't seen many crews out and about, and I think a lot of people would like to know, okay, where are all the crews? Uh, who's out there? How many out there working on it? Absolutely. I believe the city told me a couple of weeks ago that they have 10 trucks. Mm. Um, and so I believe each of those trucks would have a crew associated with it. And one of the interesting things they told me is that a lot of these crews, they're working 24-7. So if you think the white mud, um, the yellowhead, really busy roads like that, maybe 75th Street, they're actually getting those crews out on those roads to do the repairs okay. in the middle of the night, mm. just because there's less traffic, it doesn't block things up. 
And of course, you know, less cars might mean less risk to the employees as they're working, right? Yeah, and Sarah, when you talk about the claims, if you you know that whole making the claim uh, to to the city if there's there's been damage, do you know how that works? Someone had told me I thought at one point that. You know, you can call and uh, report a pothole to to three one one, and if that pothole had been reported before, you were able, you were eligible for a claim. Now, I can't remember all of this. If not, you weren't. Do you know how that claim process works? I had heard something similar to that in the past, Dylan. I know when I asked the city, they told me there's a number of factors that go okay. into it, and I believe that reporting is a factor because if it's a new pothole, the city didn't know about, how could they fix it? Yeah. Um, which I have to say, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into it, but I mean, some of these claims, Integra was telling me the biggest bill that they've handed out for pothole damage to a vehicle, $2,000. Can you imagine that Mm. unexpected bill? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Appreciate it again. Report a pothole to 311, right? Absolutely. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, Look forward to seeing your report tonight on Global Edmonton. Thanks. Take care. Sarah Ryan over at Global Edmonton. Have you done, have you dealt with the, the whole pothole claim business with the city of Edmonton? Um, have you had damage to your vehicle this year? Let me know at 780-496-0063. Um, again, uh, some of the ones that I've noticed have been exceptionally deep and 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 almost like they've fallen in on themselves, like they've melted in on themselves. Um, and I'm like, you know, how does that happen? And I've started to see more of the the rutting. Remember, not not the rutting like animals rutting, but ruts in the roads. Um, remember when we talked with, um, I think it was the mayor from Yellowhead County about three weeks ago about about the road conditions out there and their concerns about potholes and and the ruts on those uh, on those roadways. I'm starting to see more of that in the city of Edmonton as well. Well, let me know at 780-496-0063. We'll take a break here from you after this. Okay, so if you go to the City of Edmonton website, just Google pothole city of Edmonton, edmonton.ca. Before you make a claim, there's a number of of things that they they say. Um, It strives to keep the roads in a reasonable state, blah, 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 blah. If you have experienced vehicle damage uh, due to a pothole, you may have the ability to file a claim with your own insurer. Uh, In accordance with provincial law, the city of Edmonton may accept a pothole damage claim if all if all the following criteria are met. The condition of the roadway was outside the reasonable state of repair, accounting for the character of the road in question and area of the city. The city knew or ought to have known of the state of disrepair. The city had not taken reasonable steps to prevent the disrepair from occurring. The road in question falls under city jurisdiction, is not a private road or a provincial highway, and written notice of the incident is provided to the city within 30 days of the occurrence. Um, and it goes on to say that claimants should be aware that less than 10% of submitted claims in 2018 met these legal criteria and were determined to be valid claims. Sally apparently had a valid claim, though, because she says she was reimbursed for pothole damage. Hey, Sally. Hi there. Okay, what, when did this happen? What happened? Well, a few years ago, and I, I uh, filled out the application form, and it was on, it was on a Sunday night. And I was going on a very busy, well, you know, a Wayne Gretzky and turning off on the 106th Avenue turnoff there. Um, so it wasn't terribly well lit, and it was at night, a main thoroughfare, and there was a pothole the size of, <laughs> half the size of my car on that road. Mm. So my, my car actually just, like, was disabled. It fell wow. into that hole, and I didn't see it. 
so some of the criteria is, is it reasonable that you would see this pothole? Or, you know, are you yeah. driving beyond the season? Those kind of things. It took a while to get the money back, but they paid me back. How long, how long was a while, Sally? How long did it take? Uh, a couple months. A couple of months. And what was the claim for? How much damage was done to your vehicle? It was about $1,600. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But it, you, you managed to well, I mean, to you know, it. it costs a lot to repair potholes. So imagine they balance the cost. You know, sometimes it's cheaper. They do the best they can with the money they have. So I'm sure sometimes it's cheaper just to pay a claim on someone than it is to hire more people. I'm sure it is. Right? <laughs> Sally, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Welcome. Have a great day. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Yeah, you guys are just like, woo. Um, Yeah. Uh, This one says, I got three estimates, gave it to the city and reported a pothole. They said uh, I was the first one to hit it, so they aren't uh, accountable. Uh, Someone else says, dangerous situation for sure. If you have to continually watch the road directly ahead of you for potholes, you could miss other things like pedestrians or other vehicles. Jason's on the phone. Hey, Jason. Hi, Jaylen. How are you doing? A, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You going to give so, us a lesson in how potholes are made? Well, yes and no. Um, so I'm a plumber, have been for a long time, and everybody knows the first couple rules of plumbing. First one being stuff goes downhill. <laughs> and I've, I've tried to discuss this with my counselor, and he says it's too expensive. But I'm going to throw it out there anyway because I think that the cost of pothole repair could be offset um, just with a little bit of extra snow removal budget because we've all seen how they push all the snow into big windrows down the side of the road and block the drainage on basically every city street. Mm. And then there's nowhere for anything to drain. So overnight, any water that accumulates creeps down underneath the asphalt. It freezes up and blows big holes in the road. You said you talked to your city councillor about this? Yeah, I have a couple and? times. And what have they said? What did, what, the, what did your councillor say? Well, I brought it up in, in the manner that, like, I remember late 70s, early 80s when I was a kid, living on the same street, as a matter of fact, they used to pull all the snow off the sidewalks with little bobcats and pull it all out into the middle of the road and then send trucks and snowblowers and pick it all up. And, yeah. like, I know we can't pick it all up. It's just it's not feasible financially but we really need to start thinking about pulling it away from the main city streets pulling it away from the sides that has to be the first priority if they want to solve this pothole problem get it away from the gutters yeah again first rule of plumbing yeah and you know it's 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 interesting jason too because you know they keep talking about the snow removal um the 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 way that the city removes the snow uh, looking at doing it different ways and um sometimes i think that they need to sit down with guys like you and just say and just sit and listen for a few minutes (laughs) you know i I wish that they would and wheel and really, the only reason I'm calling is because I'm hoping that maybe more than just my counselor happens to be listening. Maybe one of the others or the mayor's listening. And the next time they talk about snow removal, maybe somebody should really think about this. Pull it away from the gutters. Jason, Open thanks, up the gutters. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate your time. 
Thanks, Jalen. All right, take it easy. Uh, another text. Uh, someone says, well, this is one way to get around it. If you hit a pothole and cause damage to a vehicle, you have to get a friend to report said pothole. Then the following day, you report your damage. Then they knew about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the ways that uh, someone fixed a massive pothole out by my place, and, and Russ and Alan, I'm going to get your phone call here in a second, and I, and I might have told you about this. It happened a couple of years ago, um, actually a few years back, because I was working early morning radio at the time, and I was driving to work. It was about 4 in the morning, 3.34 in the morning. I thought, what is that on the on the roadway? So it was 23rd Avenue across the, the river. It's now uh, Muscogosi Trail. And it was in neon letters, and someone had taken spray paint, like neon spray paint. This hole covered up almost um, the entire lane, and someone had spray painted all around that and then wrote a... D- yeah, a not-so-nice message uh, to the city on there. It was like, you, E-Town. Um, I had I had tweeted that picture, um, and, uh, well, it got, got the attention. It got fixed uh, pretty quickly. Russ is on the phone. Russ, you had to write your MLA? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, that's correct. Well, Highway 2 southbound, uh, a couple of years ago, I noticed that there's linear cracks, uh, and it's basically from the freeze thaw, but there's linear cracks that run right down where the, uh, the lane marking are on Highway 2, and I ride motorcycle, and Mm. I noticed that they were getting quite wide, and one of them actually caught the front wheel of my bike and almost had me lose control. So at the time, Shay Anderson was uh, was the MLA for the Leduc Beaumont area, and I emailed him, and he was going to look into it, and then the election happened. And over the last little while, they've actually been getting worse and worse, so I, I emailed and I spoke to my current MLA who then told me he had to follow up with the Minister of Transportation, the Honorable Mr. Rick McIver, and we got a response back saying that the province, uh, due to financial constraints, um, is uh, having to really weigh out what they do and how they repair our, our infrastructure, mm-hmm. uh, and that they're going to balance it out with, you know, the safety of, of uh, the users of the highway versus, you know, the cost of what it's going to cost to repair. And, and I read this and I thought, are you kidding me? This is, a, this is a highway where the average speed of traffic is the speed limit, 110 kilometers an hour. And if someone loses control, i.e. a motorcycle in the summertime, because now those those cracks are so wide mm-hmm. and so deep in some places, they're 9, 10, 11 inches wide, and some of them are yep. 4 and 5 inches deep, and they run linear. So yep. if you're changing lanes, you're going to hit them. And, um, you know, someone's going to lose their life. A motorcyclist is going to come off their bike, and you have traffic around that vehicle doing 110-plus kilometers an hour. And, and it was frustrating for me to hear that, you know, and I know it's not the city of Edmonton, it's a provincial thing, but for the province to say, you know, we just don't have the money to repair this and we're going to have to deal with rougher roads for the next little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's scary the, scary stuff, those ruts, those, those, as you said, the linear stuff. You know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing lots of that this year, Russ. You know, yeah. the, the guys out Yellowhead County were talking about it uh, just a, a few weeks back as well, saying, you know, and talking about the dangers of those, but yeah, on a motorcycle um that that can be terrifying but even if you're even if you're you're, if you're in a car and your your wheel got caught in that that can cause some big problems as well absolutely yeah yeah russ thanks for the call appreciate it thank you all right take it easy and alan's worried about the motorcycles too hey alan hey how are you i'm good what's going on well i got my son here and it's about to get his motorcycle license for this year and uh for myself i know just like Russ was saying, the linear cracks on that highway are very scary, even for an experienced rider. Yeah, absolutely. So for these new guys coming out, I I don't know. They need to get get after those holes and fix them. 
Yeah, and and you know what, Alan? I you know there's there's a lot of folks too who, um, when it comes to motorcycle riding, they they like to get out on the highways, right? They you maybe don't want to ride in the city. You want to get on the highway. You want to get out there, and and maybe you feel a little bit safer because you're not riding in the city. You're not dealing maybe with as much traffic, or you just like like going on a road trip. Um, yeah, you like to smell the farm fields or absolutely. the cow dung or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I loved. I never liked riding in the city. I would you know do that ride at back out uh, through Devon, out through Calmar, out through, you know, Pigeon Lake or whatever it is, out to Genesee. Um, and, or and even I guess, going to Blackjacks. Or going to Blackjacks, right? Um, but <laughs> yeah, and I guess we all have to be aware. It doesn't matter. We all have to be really aware. It doesn't matter if you're in a, you know, a, a, in, in a car on, on a motorcycle. But yeah, I mean, you're going to go arse over tea kettle and hurt yourself very, very badly if you get caught in those ruts. Absolutely, and 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 if you're looking at even a smaller bike like a scooter, yeah, that would devour a complete front wheel, no problem. Absolutely, like that wheel is small. So. And we're just around the scary. corner. We're just around the corner for bike season. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it.